0: x-ray
1: welcome to oh my dollar a personal finance show for the 21st century dealing with money can be scary and stressful here we give practical friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm i'm your host
0: lillian care let's talk about money
1: our first caller this morning is lucy from portland Lucy, welcome to Oh My Dollar. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, yeah, I heard you have a question, Um, and you're a comic book artist, right? That is correct, yeah.
2: I'm a full-time freelancer. I have been for the last uh, four or five years now, and I published my first book uh, this year and have been dealing with a new slew of exciting job discoveries around that and money flow. But the perennial problem is always, even though I get a lot of my income every month from Patreon now, is having a really fluctuating income source, and it's something that I've started to examine more closely as there's a boom and bust cycle of getting a bunch of money from, say, doing a Kickstarter and then blazing through all of it to fill expenses and not having any left over at the end. And I was really curious to hear if you had any good tips or tools that you would recommend for budgeting for variable income.
0: Yeah. Well, the the first and most important thing to really think about is, do you know how much it takes you to continue to be alive as a human each month? Like, do you know what sort of your bare bones expenses are and what you need to be able to keep yourself functioning each month? Um, and, you know, once you get that number. So, you know, for me, I, I kind of have my bare bones, which is like if I'm paying my rent and my lights are on. And I'm feeding myself. You know, I know that it costs me about nine hundred and fifty dollars a month. And if I right. like my slightly more fluffy number, which is kind of what I base my average monthly expenses on, it's about it's eleven fifty. You know, which is that like I like my fitness membership, and I want to be able to go out for a beer occasionally. And that's sort of I I know that baseline number. And you would be surprised how many people don't know that number for themselves. Uh, and part of it is that people think that there's this magical thing that happens, which is the amount of income they bring in is the amount of money it costs. Them to live each month, uh, and that's sort uh-huh. of and and you know one of the blessings of being someone on a variable cycle is that you have to break out of that. Like people that get a regular paycheck for most of their lives and aren't in charge of managing their own business never a lot of them never escape that paycheck to paycheck cycle because they don't have to they don't get forced into that situation where they have to realize oh crap like how much does it actually cost me to exist as a human even when money isn't coming in Um, and so I mean that's the really cool thing about being a freelancer is that it forces you to actually take a look at your spending maybe that's you know sort of a a rose-colored glasses way to look at it but that's the most important thing you got to wrap your head around so once you know that number um, and if you don't know that number the best way to do that is to keep really really good track of everything you spend Um, and one of the ways that I recommend that you do that especially if you're not someone if if you own your own business, maybe you're great on the business side and terrible on the personal side of tracking or vice versa. I see this all the time with small business owners is that you sort of get like, you get like, you're like, well, I've got it handled on the business side. I'm always prepared for taxes. So it's it's okay if I don't really know where my money is going in my personal life. Or when you're a freelancer, it feels like everything that you spend on making comics or anything you spend on making the business is justifiable. So you're not really tracking it because it, because it feels good and it also is important, right? Like it's important to, to make sure you get things to people that support you on patreon and so you kind of put blinders on when it comes to the rest of your expenses you're like okay well this is the bare minimum is that i need to fulfill orders and then so you kind of like you know the coffee the coffee that adds up every day you sort of don't look at it because it's too stressful to track both at once um yeah absolutely Uh, Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do that. Like, you can easily get stressed out with that.
2: That's going to be great. I mean, that's been a real shift for me, because then I'm not dealing with quite as much of the variable paycheck panic. But I'm still on the cusp of having it cover that amount every month. And so I'm trying to figure out if there are things I can be doing to better... Prepare myself for dips or lean months in the future. That's not just like set aside a bunch of money.
0: Yeah, I mean setting aside a b- bunch of money, three to six months, is always great, right? Like there's a reason it's yeah. a tenant. Um, but I, but I, I don't like to think about that as what's keeping you running, right? That's truly for emergencies, right? The way I like to do mm-hmm. it is don't think about it like oh, I've got to s- save up this huge pile of money. Like I, six thousand dollars can seem completely unattainable when you're like living, living pretty frugally, right? but what you can say yeah. is okay, I just want to get a month, I want to get a month ahead and I want all the money in my checking account to be actually set aside for next month. So this isn't about putting money mm. in a savings. This is about having a buffer that equals one month's expense. And the way that the way to yeah. get that buffer is to fit, you know, you know how much your monthly monthly expenses are, figure out what the dividable amount there is that you can save each month and then just keep leaving that in your checking account. And just like slowly, mm. each month, like even if it's fifty dollars. So say, say you know it costs you a thousand dollars a month to live, and you're like, you know, I really can't spare more than fifty dollars. Okay, it's going to take you over a year to get to that point. But that point at which you're you're living on last month's income. So if oh my god, I'm sick and I can't make any comics, and so it's like not possible for me to put out enough where I'm going to be getting Patreon income. Then you're you've got a whole extra month of freak out time, which is so valuable. Um, And that also can, you know, just that buffer, that living off last month's income, I think is one of the most valuable things I ever did for myself when I was living off unpredictable income. And it can take a while, but especially if you're a freelancer, and sometimes those windfalls come. Sometimes those paydays come where you're like, oh, I actually, I don't, you know, not all of this is going to go to the cost of, of actually shipping things out. And I, got one good gig or something, then you can use that to build that buffer immediately.
2: Mhm. Does
0: that make sense?
2: It totally does. Yeah,
0: it's a very helpful concept.
1: Well, thanks for calling, Lucy. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for
3: answering my question. Thanks.
1: Our next caller is Emily from Eugene. Emily, welcome to Oh My Dollar. Hi, Thank Emily. Yeah.
3: So, my question was about budgeting, um specifically, I'm a I'm a small business owner and I have uh, student loans. I have a little bit of debt from starting my business, which unfortunately is credit card debt. And uh, I also owe a little bit in taxes. And I'm wondering, how, like, what order of, of attack I should plan for these things to make sure I get them all paid off in the smartest way.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you know the interest rates on all of those? Obviously, the taxes are going to be the lowest interest rate usually. Do you know what the interest rates you're paying on the student loans are versus the credit cards?
3: Yeah, so I know the interest rate on the student loans. Um I actually have only one loan left and it's my my lowest interest loan so it's about 5% and then my um, credit card debt is still in the 0 APR period and I could kind of negotiate keeping it there for a while but um eventually it will be like, I think it's like 13% or something right. I'm seen.
0: Right. There's kind of two approaches to paying off debt. And, you know, when you're a small business, it's really important to realize that, unfortunately, business debt is the same as personal debt. And a right. lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, especially, I mean, especially if it was on credit cards, whether or not they're business credit cards, if you're a sole proprietor, uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, a two person LLC, it's all the same. Student loans can't be discharged in bankruptcy, but credit card could. Uh, and hopefully you never have to get to that point where you find that out. Um, but one of the things to kind of wrap your head around is like your student loans and your business debt are really one and the same when you're a sole proprietorship. Um, it's really just sort of your your association with them in yourself that's that's different. Um, yes. <laughs> and so the, there's two kind of main ways to attack debt that are recommended. The, the most financially like kind of mathematically sound principle is to always start with the um, highest interest rate one. So the highest interest rate, obviously they're compounding interest. So the quicker you pay them off, uh, the easier it is to to get ahead of the debt um, and you'll end up paying less over the long term um, but a lot of people prefer this kind of debt snowball method which is where you pay the lowest balance first uh, which is the idea that like even if that is actually the one percent debt that you're paying off and it's and it's you know at thousand dollars if you can knock off that thousand dollar debt you're gonna feel really good about yourself and it's gonna give you that momentum going into a different one and if your highest, interest rate debt ends up being your largest debt, it could feel like you're never going to, you know, climb off that mountain and you're not going get, to get the victory that you want. If you've got taxes, I usually always advise, despite the interest rate, pay off those taxes. Um, and the thing about the taxes is you don't have to pay them all the way down to be considered in good standing. So it's not going to hurt your credit. The IRS is probably one of the easiest creditors to have, uh they will always work with you on payment plans they if you are trying in good faith to pay your taxes uh they are not going to hurt you uh like at, the thing they don't like is when you don't talk to them <laughs> as long mm-hmm. as you talk to them and you say like hey you know i didn't know what my income was going to be it was my first year in business i you know i really do want to pay these off i'm i'd like to work out a payment plan that makes sense with the revenue for my business they will work with you um so I would I would say always start with the high int- highest interest rate, but taxes kind of usurp that. Do you know when the do you know when the zero percent ends right now on your credit card?
3: I believe it ends in March of next year. okay maybe it may be somewhere like slightly before that, but yeah, it would be before the taxes are due.
0: Um, do, you, do you feel like it would be possible for you to pay it off or do you think that uh, with the amount that you're currently making, you're gonna have to slide it past that March deadline?
3: Um, I think essentially, yeah, I mean, I guess the issue is I could probably pay off at least one of these things. Um, it sounds like what you're saying is like, you know, pay taxes first because they're taxes. And then the highest interest thing would be the credit card. Pay that next. I could pay one, but not both off. Um,
0: if you've got this 0% deadline, deadlines are incredibly motivating. So I would say if you know that you could pay off your credit cards in advance of that 0% deadline, you're going to be one, you're going to be in a better position with the IRS when you do negotiate with them about a payment plan, because you're going to not have any monthly payments doing that credit card, and you're not going to be digging a compound interest hole at 13%. So my advice for you would actually be to try to attack that credit card ahead of getting those taxes in, and then be really clear, talk to the IRS they are so easy to work with. Uh, They really do want to help, especially small business owners. So, you know, I would say go after that uh, soon to be 13% credit card debt, attack it as much as you can, like really put your energy there for anything that you have over and above your minimums on your student loans. And then next step is the taxes. And then after
3: that is your student loans. Okay. Okay. That makes sense then. So credit card, then taxes, then student loans.
0: Yeah. Especially if you can meet that March deadline and zero percent interest is a good thing
3: <laughs> definitely definitely well, thank you so much that i guess that answers
1: it
0: thanks so much have a good one emily
1: if you've got any questions please call in and leave your financial worries at 971-319-5979 or shoot us an email at questions at ohmydollar.com oh, is produced at x-ray fm thanks to our producer will rami
0: Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake.